Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast, the place to help you unleash your inner power and develop unshakable confidence to finally create kick-ass results in your career, relationship, and life that embrace who you are. I'm your host and personal confidence coach, Olga, and I'm here to share practical and actionable techniques, real-life wisdom for myself and other powerhouse women with the backup of human behavior science. This is the place where you will learn it all to finally step up your game, feel great about yourself, and live life with a new sense of unfuckwithability. If you're ready to step into your fabulous and most powerful self, let's do this. Welcome to a new episode on the Inner Power Podcast. I'm your host and confidence coach, Olga. And today I want to talk to you about how to land your next job with irresistible confidence, how to take the next big step in your career without fear, without worry, without any of those doubts that you might be having uh, that might be stopping you. Um, It's a really important topic to me this week because not only did I get, uh, let's say, several examples of people um, feeling stuck uh, in jobs that you know, they did not like. And then also because of the pandemic, um, needing to uh, search for a new job. But what I've um, observed through all of those examples and friends is that they were all playing small when thinking about, you know, the next job that they want to apply for. Um, when they thought about what they have to offer, um, how to, you know, the, the level of salary, um, that they kind of, uh, felt comfortable with asking, et cetera, et cetera. So this episode is absolutely for you. If you feel stuck in a job and you just want to change because your job is making you miserable, um, If you just want to simply take, you know, take the next step in your career, um, take a bigger jump um, and might not feel 100% secure about having what it takes um, to get to that next level yet. And also maybe you want to, you know, start something completely new. Maybe you just want to um, try out something different, but you feel like, I don't know if that's a good idea, whether I will make it, etc., etc. So um, I think for all of those cases, um, this episode will be a real um, big help because I want to focus on giving you everything that I can, I could observe and that I could help other people with. Um, to do all of those steps with confidence in yourself. Um, Because confidence is so important. I mean, when you're in a job interview and you show up insecure, like people can smell that. Like just think for yourself. Uh, Maybe you just went on a date or you got to know a new person. Um, You can just simply sense... (laughs) um, when a person is showing up from a place of insecurity and doubt, basically. they You can smell when somebody is incongruent with you, when they're telling you one story 
and everything that comes from their mouth is one thing, but then let's say their body, uh, their pitch, um, their, I mean, the tone of their voice, etc., are sending you completely different signals, right? Um, and in the end, if you go on a date, let's say, with a guy who doesn't give you this congruency, who does not, for example, um, show you that he is confident about himself, you the chances that you're going to go out with him again, I think, are probably rather low, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Um, and so it's, it's the same thing, you know, <clears throat> uh, when we're looking for a different job. Um, you need to show up as your best self, your best and conf- most confident self. Uh, you need to show that congruency between you know, who you are, your values, and uh, the outcomes and results that you can deliver for this position. And what I've observed throughout the past years, and especially weeks and months, is that people or friends of mine who have, you know, who have stellar experience, who have done really amazing things, um, are getting trapped in their story of like, uh, but I don't have anything to offer, you know? I only worked in, in this, and I only did that, and I don't have the certificate or the the paper that, you know, kind of proves <laughs> that I, I actually did those things, that I am actually valuable to your company, <clears throat> and that I can bring you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, great contribution to what you're looking for. And all of that, for example, leads you to sell yourself short, to negotiate a salary in the end that is not representative of what it is that you are able to contribute and probably will contribute to the company. Um, it's going to make you take steps in your career that feel safe, but not those steps that, you know, make you, you know, take the leap, take the next real big, big step for you uh, when it comes to growth, when it comes to contribution, right? Um, and certainly it just makes you kind of stagnate and keeps you in a safe zone where, you will, you will, you know, settle for jobs that um, you are able to do, but that don't light you up. Because let's be honest, if you get to a certain level and with enough, let's say, just repetition, you can master any job, unless it's like maybe <laughs> literally rocket science or something like that, where you need very specific knowledge or experience. But other than that, most of the jobs, it's just a matter of repetition and um, getting into the job and into the topic. So, and I want you to literally thrive. I want you to go out there and create that career that you always wanted for yourself, whether that is in your existing company, with a different company, a different area, whatever it is. Um I want the big step for you. I don't just want to support you in the next like safe step, 
but really take the big leap and take that big leap with courage and with confidence. So the first step on doing that is to really get clear on what it is that you actually want. Um, what kind of job do you actually want? Like I mentioned, you can go, let's say, on a horizontal line. You can just do more of what you're already doing. Staying like on the same level, but doing it for a different company. Is that what you want? <clears throat> Maybe you want it because you just want to, for example, um, you need a job for financial reasons, but you want to have something that is like... Um, easy for you to do because you want to maybe start a side business or something like that. Maybe you want to go for that next promotion because you you love to have more responsibility. You want to make a bigger amp impact. You want to have a, a, a bigger say in um, how things are getting done. Maybe you just simply want to change, you know, your field completely and which is also completely fine. But you need to know, like, in all of those different scenarios, what kind of job do you want? What kind of position do you want? The more specific you are, the more success you will have on finding it. And the more, you know, the clearer you are about what it is that you desire, what, you know, um, makes you happy, what kind of motivates you to get up in the mornings, the kind of, let's say, work environment the type of activities that you need in order to constantly feel challenged and feel inspired to really show up um, as your best self, you need to get clear on what it is that you want. Because otherwise, you will just go and apply for whichever job is out there. And um, that's how you will feel when you get that job. Just like, whatever, <laughs> literally. Um Oftentimes when we make those different or we make those career steps, we're afraid of, you know, leaving our comfort zone behind, leaving whatever that is already familiar to us uh, behind and risk. And I'm saying that in air quotes, <laughs> risk the fact um, that we're getting ourselves into a new situation that we can't kind of, you know, um, get our head around yet that we don't know how it's going to be we're afraid that okay maybe maybe my activities are not that amazing at the moment but I get a really good pay and my working hours are awesome so and I do want to grow but somehow I don't want to take the step because what if um, I'm going to be even more bored what if I don't even uh, get the same, same, you know, working hours or same flexibility that I have in my job? What if my colleagues are not going to be um, nice, etc., etc.? But this is just our, our talk, our mind chatter that keeps you safe in, in this familiar environment. Um, and in order for you to get out in out of that comfort zone, you really need to um, identify for yourself first what would get you like super excited, what would really make you want to quit that act that that current job and take that leap of faith, whatever the outcome will be. Because let's be honest, like 
if you change positions even in the same company, you will never know how it goes. You can switch, you will have the same pay, you will have the same hours, etc., etc. You can still meet up with your old colleagues and so on. But you can still find a job that makes you miserable in the same company, right? So just get clear on what it is that you want, the activities that you want, the, the environment that you want, the responsibilities that you want. Find really something that sparks that little fire inside of you, regardless of whether, you know, you match the years of experience that this position is looking for. And I will tell you in a bit why that does not matter, like how many years they're asking. Um, If that position is really something that, you know, makes you go like, wow, I want to be part of that, then go um, and make that happen. Right. So in the end, to be honest, if your move is just going to be just literally be money or status driven, I'd recommend you to just not do this step because in the end, it's yes, it's going to give you more money. And yes, maybe you will have like um, a certain team leader, managerial, whatever position from it. But you will be. um feeling frustrated, drained, exhausted, um, bored, etc, etc, pretty quick because the money only lasts so long. All right, so number one, get really clear. <clears throat> it's like if you want a job in marketing, for example, what specifically do you enjoy doing? All right, because um, there are so many things that you can do. Or you say maybe I enjoy organizing stuff. Okay, what specifically do you enjoy organizing? Like what industry would kind of seem appealing to you? Um, don't just focus on what is available in your area, but really make your own thoughts first on what it is that you want. And then go and look what matches you find. All right. Um, then when you start the process, right? Because this is, and the thing is, the clearer you are, the more confident you feel. <laughs> so many, so many of my, of my friends or people that I, that I see, you know, uh, they're doubting their selves, themselves, their abilities, what they're able to contribute so much. It's like, but who would want to hire me? I only worked in maybe retail. I only worked as a cashier. I only... Um, I don't know, worked in this one company for such an amount of time. I only blah, 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 blah. It's like this story that we're running in our head that is trying to confirm why it's a bad mood, a bad move, sorry, a bad move for us to change jobs. All right. And we fall for it. We think that this is true which is absolute bullshit. <clears throat> it's not true. Um, and in order to attack that from a different angle, I really want to encourage you to make an inventory of your strengths. Like you need to know what it is that you can provide and do it independently of, you know, maybe the, the position that you found, but make an, an, a general inventory first. Um, Focus really on the things where you feel like 
this is like your zone. This is your zone of genius. This is where you really shine at. This is something that doesn't cost you any effort. It's what comes natural to you. Maybe you're super skilled with people, right? It's one, from from my point of view, it's one of the most difficult um, skills um, to really be able to communicate and coordinate people well, um, to influence them to a level that makes them, you know, do things. Um, not because, I mean, not because they are manipulated, but really because you find ways to get them on board with ideas, right? Um, I oftentimes found myself like a mediator because people were just um, not successful at, at just, you know, being empathetic with each other, putting themselves in the other person's shoes and communicating at a level that was clear. Um, and that's something that I just do. I just do naturally. It, it literally is like a no brainer for me. So what's that no brainer thing for you? What are you naturally doing and enjoying? Um, which you think is also super important and creates value for the position that you're in or the job that you're working at. And if you're thinking like, Oh, Olga, I have no idea what my strengths are. Then start off by literally texting at least 20 people in your closer network, whether that is um, ex, ex or current colleagues, whether it's maybe your supervisor, um, whether that are whether that is your friends or family, just write them a text and ask them like, hey, um, whatever, I'm currently just trying to reflect on on my strengths and I would really love to hear what it is that I'm really good at from your point of view. What are the things that you value most about me? Um, could you provide me with like three to five strengths that you see um, in the work that I do or in our friendship or whatever the relationship is? And, um, you know, just let them get back to you and you will probably be surprised how much, um, overlap there will be between certain people. Um, but in it, or another thing that you can do is, um, you know, take a personality test. Um, there is a website called 16personalities.com, I believe, um, it's based on the Myers-Briggs uh, personality test, but um, I feel it's it's a very nice tool to just um, quickly kind of get feedback on what um, strengths or weaknesses or, um, you know, just personality traits we have um, and th use that as like a starting point. But then really reflect, you know, on the experience that you've had so far and the different positions that you've had. Um, what were you always good at? What were maybe your bosses or, or colleagues complimenting you on? Um, and then once you did that inventory of, you know, what are your strengths? 
I want you to focus on looking at the outcomes that it has helped you create. So, for example, you know, I, I have a friend who works in a tech startup and um, he was completely downplaying his, you know, abilities. And um, he didn't really, why is that important? My point is like, why is that important to connect it to outcomes? Because maybe you think, okay, I have great people skills. Maybe I am a good team manager, right? Maybe I can, um, I'm good at keeping a certain balance, peace, motivation within a team. But so what, you know, <laughs> you think maybe everyone can do it. No, not everybody can do that. And uh, what that does is it gives, for example, when you have those kind of team skills, it allows the team to um, take responsibility for their own projects. It allows the team to feel, you know, confident about themselves, to make decisions on their own, to support each other. And that in return helps the company um, to work more efficiently work more effectively, save time in certain processes, um, save like, I don't know how many loops of, you know, double checking with your manager. Um, they're progressing faster because they're taking more responsibility and making own decisions. And um, maybe projects are being accomplished earlier or faster. So it's always like this kind of question of okay, so what, what's the what's the Im, what's the effect of that? What's the impact of that? And what does that then do? And what does the next thing do? And then you get to specific outcomes um, that you can use in your CV and in your um, job interview that will help you to sell yourself. <laughs> um, and to sell yourself well and not to sell yourself short. Um, or, you know, maybe it's, oh, but Olga, I only, you know, I only make, I've only made Excel spreadsheets in my last job. Like, I have no idea. Like, okay, maybe I'm good with numbers. Maybe I'm, I, I have a little bit of programming skills, but I have no fucking idea, like, um, what concrete outcomes I'm, actually creating with that well just think about it you know what you know by you for example doing certain spreadsheets what is it helping the company with maybe it's saving time or reducing time in um whatever controlling or it's maybe it's helping um your controlling quality to be um much better because um the 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 program is running all of those you know maybe numbers um maybe you're able to provide really qu high quality input for decision making and that in turn you know allows you to increase your sales or that has allowed your company to increase your sales because you're making decisions from a completely different, um, let's say, base of data than you've been doing it before. So just always look, you know, even even if you just work as a cashier or in customer service, 
or in retail, it does not matter. There's always an outcome related to your activity. And if there is not, then um, your job was really not um, a high value job. But even if you worked as a cashier, let's say, or at the register, you know, you have constant customer contact. Maybe because of, I don't know, the the way that you deal with clients at um, um, at the register, you're able to reduce uh, whatever complaints. Um, I'm just making things up, like literally, but, you know, or maybe you're just working on the floor of, of a shop, but by you interacting with the customers, you inquiring if they find everything okay, like being really proactive and nice about it, customers feel that they're really being helped with. Maybe they buy more, maybe they like to come back more. Um, you know, just think about what... What are your strengths or capabilities helping you to generate as an outcome? Um, because that will be super, super important. Because a job interview is never just a talk or a conversation. A job interview is literally a sales pitch. It's literally a sales, um, a sales talk. Where it's not about you what your let's say strengths and weaknesses are even though that's the classical question but it's actually not about that what it's all about is whether you are able or not to solve the problems that are related to the position right it's whether you can identify like the company's pains and challenges that are related to this position and whether you are able to present them how you can help them solve their problems. And if you have specific outcomes and specific skills that helped you to achieve those outcomes or make those outcomes happen uh, in previous positions, that will show the company that you're a good match. It's not about your experience. It's not about how many years you've worked in a position. To be honest, sometimes it can even be like, if you've worked six years in the same freaking position, you don't have six years of experience. You have one year of experience maybe and then five years of repetition, right? And um, this is why so often we get hung up on, oh, but they're asking for like a five-year um, whatever experience in in let's say sales and marketing and they want another two years of that and this um but i only have three right so you get discouraged and you don't apply but what you don't realize is they don't give a shit about that like companies really just want their problems to be solved and they want to find that person that is able to do that for them so this is where you then you know really see and connect how your skills and how the outcomes that you've identified in the previous steps can match the solution that you're basically offering. When you're going into a job interview, you're not um, you're not selling yourself actually. You're selling the solution that you can bring to the company. The mix of your skills and, and experience and outcomes is basically like 
this is my solution to your pains and challenges, right? This is how I can help you solve your problems. This is how I can um, contribute so much value that um, your problem will be solved. And this is the benefits that you will get out of it. So the job interview is not about you, let's say, begging for something or applying for something. It's actually you handing in an offer, an offer, a value proposition to something that they're looking for. And um, when you're searching for a new job, you know, just make sure that your CV also represents that, that your CV is also focused on the outcomes and your skills and not just the activities that you're doing. Like, obviously, if you're going to work in controlling, um, you're going to work with like Excel sheets and stuff like that. You're going to generate reports, etc., etc. But you, the knowledge that you are generating reports is for me as, as a company, as a hiring company, is not important. What's important is I need to know what can you actually do for me um, that will help me, for example, improve my reporting or that's going to help me improve my marketing. And just by me knowing that you have certain knowledge in marketing um, doesn't show me that you're able to deliver results. You know what I mean? So always try to combine your skills to some kind of outcomes that are um, measurable and are in some way tangible. All right. And remember that the job interview is simply just a sales conversation where you are pitching your value proposition as the mix of all the things that you have done um, to their current um, problem that they're trying to resolve. All right. <clears throat> and so when you are in that interview, you know, it's important for you to not hold back on your offer. Um, this is like not the moment where you're supposed to be humble in air quotes or like have this false um, humbleness. What's the word? I don't know. <laughs> I'll just leave it with humbleness. But it's literally when you're just stating your achievements, when you're stating the outcomes, when you're stating literally facts. Like, don't make whatever you've done insignificant just because your head says, no, but, you know, that will be bragging or this will uh, sound like I'm so full of myself. Heck no. Those are facts. It's not like you're inventing... Um, if you're inventing literally something and are beautifying shit, then of course I have to tell you that people will notice that. If people have a good bullshit meter, they will they will smell um, that beautifying stuff. But when you're simply saying, "Hey, I helped through the work that I that I've done. I helped to reduce costs by X amount, or I helped improve." Um, employee satisfaction by x percent or you know whatever it is that you can um connect it with you're simply just stating facts you know the other week i um met with 
a couple of other um, business moms. <clears throat> and one girl shared with me that um, in the company where her friend or sister is working, um, the boss is a man and he's hiring pure women. He's just hiring women because um, he says that women, unlike men, will not, you know, demand a higher salary before they actually have not delivered results. And so <laughs> she was quite pissed when she got to know about, you know, um, this experience. And when she told me, it's like, yeah, I mean, it it pisses me off to hear that but this is like this classical example where especially uh, us women are holding back so much because we think like oh my god I'm bragging um it's not good to to whatever even show up and talk about my achievements we're always like kind of conditioned to keep it low to play it safe to um you know, be humble, to not brag, to be a good girl. And being a good girl means to, you know, um, kind of be a little bit submissive. You know what I mean? But just understand that when you're talking about your experience and the things that you have done, there's nothing wrong with it. There, This is no bragging. This is no like, um, there's no negative energy attached to it. It's just you're simply stating your experience and what it has done. That's it. And there is no reason why you should be holding back or diminishing the experience, your skills, or the results that you've created, okay? So don't hold back on your offer. And I think when you do that inventory and when you really realize, you know, holy shit, that's the impact that I that I had with this position. I always just thought that I have this regular um, office job and it's not such a big deal, but... You know, when you really um, see what implications your work has on other areas, um, then I think this should give you like a natural boost of of confidence and self-trust in your abilities and what you're capable of, right? Um, And let's say if you're having a hard time, you know, for example, putting it in your CV or... um, finding those things out clearly. I mean, there's people that you can hire for like very little money on whatever platform such as Fiverr um, that can help you polish your CV, that can help you use the right, let's say, action words to describe um, whatever it is that you've been doing in your previous job, that can help you make your CV sound (laughs) the way it should sound um, for the job that you're looking for. Um, And again, it's just about becoming clear. When you're doing this inventory, it's just about becoming clear about yourself. One thing is the job, the other thing is you. Um, And the clearer you get, the more secure you will feel. Because then it's, it's not about made up stories or like, I think... No, you know that you've done that. And once you know, you know, it gives you a completely different um, place to start off from or go into a, a conversation than when you are just assuming that you may have done something. 
So this is why I'm telling you, like, reach out to people and just ask them over a coffee or over uh, a message over, you know, it doesn't have to be anything formal. It doesn't have to be like the big thing. Just reach out and say like, hey, would you mind giving me some feedback? Right? Then the other thing that I wanted to talk about, when you're in that, let's call it sales conversation or interview, aka interview, um, don't wait for people to, you know, to ask you about specific points. If you have something that that client needs, that he or she needs to know, um, about you, about what you've said, but maybe the conversation just didn't get to those um, points. Don't wait for the opportunity to pass and just be like, hmm, yeah, bummer. Uh, I wish I could have mentioned this or that, but somehow they didn't ask, so I didn't say anything. No, if there is something that you need to share with them because of something that maybe something that they mentioned, something that they that didn't even appear in um, in the job posting, um, but what could really be, you know, important for them in their decision-making, don't be afraid to just, you know, step in and say, like, what you have to say. Like, maybe something like, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. If I may add one point to this... Um, I haven't mentioned it earlier because we haven't come come to it, but I'm really great at blah, blah, blah. Or because of just what you just said, this was the motivation for me to blah, blah, blah. It's like, if something needs to be said that will help you to stick out, say it. Like, just ask quickly for permission. Is it okay if I just mention, uh, if I may add something to that? And then go ahead and say that because... You don't, you want to be proactive. If you want something, go for it. Like grab it, make it yours. Um, show them that you're not afraid to, you know, to go after what it is that you want. That's the kind of attitude that you want to see. That's the kind of attitude that will show people that, hey, yeah, he or she is serious about it. Um, and the extra information might really, you know, help them get an even clearer picture. If, you know, if it doesn't say in your resume that you've done that, if they haven't asked you, um, how will they ever know? They, it's, it's impossible for them to know. So it's your job to be proactive in those conversations and just really um, provide everything that could be uh, super valuable for their decision-making, right? And to not hold back <laughs> or, or say sorry. Um, or uh, excuse yourself. Um, I think that's also a really big point. I haven't I haven't thought about it for the notes, but like excusing ourselves all the time, it's just a sign of um, sometimes. I mean, obviously, it always depends on the context, but especially as women, we're apologizing for so much shit that's not even necessary, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's like a recommendation that I have for you overall, whether you are looking for a new job or not. But stop damn apologizing so much. Instead of whatever, maybe you got late. Don't say, sorry, I was late. Say, thank you. 
trade your sorry for thank you. Thank you for waiting. Um, sorry for, um, thank you for your patience. Um, thank you for, um, whatever it is that has happened. Like, just pay attention to how often you're saying sorry on a daily basis. Like, I'm sorry for getting back to you so late. No, thank you for, um, waiting for my feedback or thank you for whatever it is that, you know, what's the, what's the opposite of that? Because that shows a co completely different kind of energy. Like when you're sorry all the time, it puts you into the submissive state and all your confidence just goes down the drain with it. Obviously, if something bad happens and you really need to apologize, then do it. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask for what you deserve um, and to mention whatever is necessary to make that point clear. Um Especially when it comes to the financial discussion, you know, when they ask you, okay, so uh, what's your salary expectation? <clears throat> I found that to be a really um, interesting question. And um, from my husband's experience, I learned, you know, he's been also working uh, for a headhunting agency. Um And the fact is, I mean, for every position, there is already a, a certain set budget, right? But the the person that says a number first is always going to be the loser <laughs> in that sense, because um, you never know if you could have had more or less or whatever. But uh, I think the most important point for us to remember is don't go in selling yourself short again. It's like, Don't go in with this attitude and remember the guy who was just hiring women because they weren't asking actually for what they want. He he literally said like a man would just go in and say, I don't know, I want 60K, I want 80K. And a woman would be like, well, you know, I think because I have this amount of experience and I think it would be fair or reasonable to make X amount. It's like... When you just listen to that, you know, how does that make you feel? Does does that show you that this is a person who knows her worth? No. So why do we do that? <laughs> right? You already know, like, what, what benefits you're bringing, what value you're bringing, what outcomes you can achieve for this company. The storyline should rather be something like, and no man is ever doing this, so why should we, right? So the storyline should rather be something like uh, I know you have a certain range for this position and to be honest I want the high end of this range because I know that I can deliver high value for this position uh, based on everything that um, we talked about and um, I feel confident that I can give you what what you need for this position end of story like no justification or explanation or like maybe I think it's fair, blah, 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 all those, all those kind of softeners. There is no need for softeners. <laughs> And if they insist on, you know, wanting to get a number out of them, just play it back. Say, look, um, I understand that you want to hear a concrete number, but I'm, I'm not sure whether it's so, you know, whether it, it would add much value to say a specific number because you probably you already have probably this uh, fixed budget for it. So, you know, just 
don't hold back when it comes to um, asking for what it is that you're worth. Period. Mic drop. <laughs> End of discussion. Um, because that also shows them, or shows the interviewer, like, man, like sh- she really knows what she wants. She really knows what you know, what she's all about, and um, it just gives you a completely different sense. So of course, I mean, and the next step would be like prepare for the interview obviously (laughs) like preparation helps you to calm down your nerves to just get your stories straight get your like you know whatever however you want to articulate things um you can practice it but you know prepare for the interview focusing always on how your skills and the outcomes that you've created in previous uh jobs can contribute to the current position and company just always focus on your sales offer. <laughs> and um, and so that your nerves don't go through the roof when that day comes. Um, I really want you to give yourself or your mind, better said, a real prep, prep talk and get yourself into a state, into a confident state. So what I usually did, for example, before... Um, certain meetings Um, there was a time where you know I I mean actually I was doing my job but still I felt sometimes like there's so many things that I don't know and I don't know in in detail um, yet um, that I was always afraid that you know I would I would go and do a presentation and then be basically standing there like a like a like a loser in a certain way not a loser but some like incompetent person because I wouldn't know certain things so what I started doing then and that was like years ago but what I started doing is I give my mind a prep talk the thing you need to understand is what you say to your mind or what you say to yourself go straight to your mind and it is you know the mind the mind obeys whatever you're saying that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> uh, the, your mind obeys whatever you're saying. If you're saying like, I don't know if I can do that. Well, your mind will make sure that you don't know. If you say like, oh my God, I've, I feel so unprepared. It will make you feel unprepared in every situation. In every minute of that presentation that you're probably giving. So I started to tell my mind what I needed it to do. So I said, okay, I need you to be super focused. I demand you that I need you. I demand you to be 100% focused. I demand you to be confident, secure, calm. I demand you to, you know, get all the answers that I need. If there will be certain questions, I demand you to be blah, 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 whatever it is that I needed. I would go like a couple of minutes before the presentation to the bathroom and just in my mind, you know, you don't need to say it out loud, but um, just give myself this this prep talk. And like, I know I can do it. I know the information. I know everything. I, you know, I'm the expert here. Um, it will all go well. Whatever it is that you, you know, you would like somebody to tell you, tell that to yourself. 
maybe um, also listening to some, let's say, powerful music, music that gets you into a certain like, um, like, yeah, confident state. Like for me, that would probably be, for example, uh, or high energy state. For me, that would be like maybe some Mecklemore or Avicii or um, Sia or whatever. Um, but some music that really gets me into this like, yes, I can do this mode, <laughs> you know? I'm sure you have that music too. And especially I think for us women, it's like music is very, very helpful. So give yourself that prep talk, get yourself into state with music. And I assure you that you will enter into this interview um, with a completely different energy than you would maybe do in, in previous interviews. And the last thing that I want to share with you to help you really um, show up as your most confident and, and calm ground itself is get detached from the result of that job interview. Like oftentimes we read a description, the description sounds amazing. The company sounds amazing. And um, you've developed all of this, you know, um, a desire to work there, right? And then when things don't work out, it smashes you. First, it gets you so nervous because you feel like, I can't fuck this up. I really have to deliver, um, which puts you under a lot of stress, obviously. And when you're in stress mode, you can't access your most confident self. It's just that easy. And um, you develop a certain expectation of what that job, that company, etc. is going to be like. <clears throat> and so while we want to have the clarity of what it is that we want in a job, we don't want to get this emotional obsession around like this is going to be like your lifesaver. This is going to be the next big thing that you need to achieve. No, it's like, just take that job as an opportunity. But, you know, get detached from whatever will happen. I believe there's always a higher plan for us, you know. And you don't really know whether the, the, this job that you want is really in your best interest or not. Even though maybe on paper, it speaks to so many of your desires and um, wants. <clears throat> um. But you don't know how, whether, let's say, the work environment, whether the colleagues, whether the boss, whether they will actually be the people that you want. Maybe you will get like a really neurotic like boss, you know, which you couldn't just find out in one interview. So I've seen so many people, especially, you know, in assessment center kind of situations where there's different competitors, people get so obsessed with I want this job I need this job this is all that I you know this is what I came for and this is the only thing that I want and then they're so devastated when they're not being picked um but the thing is like you just don't know what this job would involve for you so you know just trust that you're guided trust that you know if it's going to happen, it's going to be in your best interest. And if it's not going to happen, it's just not meant for you. There's something better out there waiting for you. Or this is just not the right thing, right? Um, and just get detached 
from this obsession that I need this job and I don't want any other thing. Because you simply don't know. You should rather set the intention that, you know, um, when you when you think about the, the job that you want, set the intention that you are going to find a job that is in the best of your interest, that is right for the very um, step that you're currently in at the moment and that it will help you um, to grow in the direction that you want. And if it's meant to be, it's going to happen easily. And if it's not meant to be, you know, maybe it's going to be difficult or you just won't get the job. But that will help you to just really go into that job interview with so much more ease. Like you will have all the preparation, all the steps that we talked about before will help you to get prepared. They will help you to get your story, like uh, to, to outline a really powerful story for yourself. Um, it will help you to get right into like a peak powerful state before the interview. Um, maintain that state throughout the interview. And, um, you know, show up as your most authentic self. Because when you're in this obsession mode of like, I need this job you're coming from a very needy energy and nobody likes needy. Um, it's just like in the beginning, like we've talked, when you sense that insecurity, you can sense that neediness in people also. And um, that will definitely not help you get anything. So I'd rather want you to be like really authentic, but confident about what it is that you can do, but authentic in who you are and how you show up because otherwise there will be like a mismatch like if you show up as a different person right uh they pick you for that version that you showed up as um but you will feel like super uncomfortable (laughs) throughout the job because your personality is actually different you know it's not gonna work out i realized for myself and I made that experience quite often is like the more authentic you show up, authentic and confident about who you are, what you can do. Um, if that is going to work out and if, if you're going to get selected, you'll be so much happier in that job. And the chances that you're going to be selected are much more higher than when you go in there, um, I don't know, just faking it in a certain way. Um beautifying your experiences and um, or coming from a place of, you know, um, neediness and submissiveness. So those were the, I don't even know how many points, but many, many points um, for how to really uh, take the next step in your career um, with irresistible confidence. I really hope that you guys enjoyed all those tips that you're going to use them um, for making the next thing happen. Um, if you apply them and you get a job, then really, I'm curious to, I'm really curious to hear your story. Um, so don't miss out on, you know, getting back to me and sharing your story with me. I really love to hear 
that winning story. But I can guarantee you, if you just, you know, take all of those points that we talked about today into consideration, there is nothing that can hold you back from getting that next job that's really going to help you get take that next step to a more fulfilling and happy career of yours, all right? So I hope you found this helpful today. Check in again next week. And as always, you know, share this with your family and friends if you need somebody who needs to hear this message as well. So until next time and take care of yourself. Bye, guys. You liked what you heard on this episode, but would like to get more support? Just follow me on social media at the Olga Mueller on Instagram. Send me an email on olgamuller.coaching at gmail.com or join the wonderful tribe of incredible ambitious women on Facebook and the Women with Unshakable Confidence group. See you next time.